friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope everybody is having a blessed day so far today and continually gets better and better. If you guys need anything, you know where to get a hold of us, healthmasters.com. The 12 days of Christmas coupon, 12 days, 1-2-D-A-Y-S coupon is active on the Sublingual B12 today, so be sure to take advantage of that. It will be good for 24 hours on the website at Health Masters. And also, too, check out the product of the week, the Muscle Blast formula. That's our branch chain amino acid formula, incredibly good formula that works great either pre-workout, intra-workout, or even post-workout or throughout the day if you just want to add some flavoring to your water to really increase the amino acid content that you're taking to help with recovery and muscle endurance so be sure to check that out on sale right now for over 10 percent off it is i saw an article this morning it was it's kind of funny so i want to start off with some humor here it is kind of funny i guess for some people it's not going to be funny that it was affected but to me it's ironic because we've talked about this in detail and the inability to actually make this entire industry function properly and in oslo norway last year they decided that they were going to start mandating that public transportation become completely emission-free. So all public transportation buses, everything had to start going electric. So, so far, they've spent over $100 million in Oslo, Norway, on contracts to bring out, so far, 183 new electric buses for public transportation. So pretty much free, you jump on them, you drive around, or you ride around, whatever, and you're good to go. Except the problem with it is now the entire 183 bus fleet is now frozen because of the freezing cold. The batteries have now locked up and none of the buses are operating whatsoever. They have failed miserably in the icy cold. And what's interesting about this is the transport operator confirms that the electric buses are simply not reliable at all in the winter. They said the range of the electric buses decreases drastically in the cold. The batteries run out extremely quickly. The new buses from Solaris were highly praised in advance, and everything went well during the summer. But now with the onset of winter, the weakness of the electric vehicles are becoming apparent. Although the alleged range of 250 kilometers as advertised, the buses simply just break down and don't even really have much of a range at all. And this, again, is about bringing in that industry of trying to push something that nobody wants, that is not functional, and that, again, is going to be more control of the automotive and transportation industry for people being able to travel freely, unmolested on their way. We've seen now repeatedly, there's an article on MarketWatch now, it says complaints against U.S. airlines will break another record in 2023. They said complaints about problems such as flight cancellations, delays, or misconnections were the most common, according to the U.S. Public Interest Research Group. It went on to say here, based on the newly released data, the number of complaints filed by travelers between January and May 2023 was on track to hit a new record high, yet once again, <laughs> this continues to happen over and over and over. And so ever since COVID, we've watched now where, you know, they forced this experimental shot like we talked about yesterday and the information that has now been fully released from the FDA on the Pfizer data on how this shot not only was unbelievably contaminated, that it didn't work, that it was causing all types of heart problems. You listen to yesterday's show, it's a really good show on this topic, but yet again, I talked in detail how this shot that was completely experimental was forced on an industry that is extremely sensitive. When you're dealing with pilots, which is an extremely advanced skill set, they're flying around hundreds and hundreds of people at a time in giant planes. 
that's not something you just experimentally go, you know what, we're just going to tell the pilots, you know, they got to take the shot. We don't know what it's going to do. I mean, the data is saying that it causes heart attacks, but nah, we don't worry about it. Just make them get the shot, and uh, we'll see what happens. And we've seen now pilot after pilot as far as cardiac events, and on top of that, retirement. A lot of the pilots just retired. When they were told they had to get this shot, they just Okay, I'm done. I'm going to step out of this. And this has caused an enormous problem in the flight industry. You know, I've talked to multiple friends and people that I know that fly on a regular basis now, and it's just a nonstop problem. I mean, it pretty much if you're not getting a nonstop flight and you're doing one or two layovers, expect to be significantly delayed pretty much, period, all the time now. And it's gotten horrific. And so what's crazy about this is it's almost as if – they want people to not be able to travel freely unmolested on their way, whether it be by plane, whether it be by bus, whether it be by car, you, know, you name it, you pick it. It seems to be what they're going after. Just my two cents on that. But I thought that was interesting now is Oslo, Norway pushes this electric bus agenda and they all freeze up now. That's just kind of ironic to me. But again, remember this same thing happened. I think it was up in New York where they were trying to mandate that all the uh, snow, uh, snow trucks, they were going in and basically cleaning the roads off and plowing the snow. They were going to try to force them to be electric. And, of course, that was another giant failure, too. And they reversed that because it said it doesn't work. All these trucks just stopped working because of the cold. So, again, something that's very interesting to see. Yet again, we're seeing this industry be forced upon everyone when nobody wants it. And that's why I keep telling everybody, vote with your dollars. Keep being vocal about this. Do not support this industry if you don't want to and continue to be vocal and truthful about what's really happening with it. What do you think that on this story as far as with Norway? Well, with Norway, that's, that's to me, batteries are just batteries. They don't work in the cold. And when it gets below zero, it's just, it's the pits. And I mean, you know, that's why, you know, Sears used to have a battery. They still have it. I don't know. Cause I think Sears is out of business now. But these have one called the Die Hard. I don't know if that brand is still around or not. And it was basically they'd take it out there and have it like 20 below zero and have it crank up a car. You know, the battery's like 20 below. And it was, it was a big deal because those Die Hard batteries, they were actually really good batteries. and They were available way back when. But the reality is that's always been a problem with, you know, with, you know, with lead batteries. They, they can't handle it when it gets below zero. And in Norway, that I've been to Norway. I've been to Oslo. So have you, Austin? We've both been there. And it's, it's, and we, but we were there in the summertime, and it was beautiful. But it yeah. ain't beautiful in the wintertime. It gets really cold. And so uh, it's one of those things. Any of those high Nordic countries, Sweden, you know, Finland, you know, Norway, even Russia, you know, they've got to be really careful with the batteries. And so uh, to me, it's ironic to me, though, that all these green countries have this green agenda and that their engineers know darn good and well that these buses can't handle the cold, but yet they buy them anyhow and recommend the purchase of these buses. It's like they're all a bunch of idiots. And it's just, it's just what do they think is going to happen when it freezes at 20 below zero, how these batteries are supposed to work? They may have a range of 10 miles or five miles or whatever if they even move. And uh, that's, a, that's a real, real problem. I want, I want to cover one other story this morning, though, and I, I normally wouldn't cover this, but I'm going to cover it anyhow. And this is important. Uh, you know, this girl has gotten born again. You know, her name is, um, let's see if I can pull it up here because I had never, I'd never heard of her before. His name's, her name's Angela White, and she was an Instagram model and basically OnlyFans model and all that kind of stuff. And uh, she got heavily into the pornography industry doing that and made a lot of money. Then she became born again. Now she doesn't want to do that anymore. And, uh, you know, it's interesting to me. She apparently made millions of dollars doing this. Then she got saved. And now she doesn't want to be involved in it anymore. And she goes, uh, there are all these labels, and I was even being more sucked into it, being on OnlyFans and putting myself in a box, she said. 
And I'm going to stop for one second because, you know, this is just something that people need to realize is happening everywhere. And Austin's talked about this a lot as far as these people that get on Instagram or they get on, you know, OnlyFans or they become a, you know, a TikTok star and all the rest. You know, it's just it's sad that these women get involved in this. And I, I don't know if men do or not. I don't think they do, but I have no idea. I've never been involved in any of that. I've never had any kind of I've never had a I've never bought a subscription to an OnlyFans page. I have no interest in doing that whatsoever. But what was interesting, she said earlier this year, White announced that she was getting her fillers removed as well as removing her Baphomet, Baphomet tattoo, saying, I just don't want anything negative or demonic on my body anymore. Now, it's interesting. She celebrated one year of sobriety in an emotional meetup with her mother, who said, seeing her sober with no makeup and, no, and the fillers gone, this is who I birthed. I'm going to pontificate on this for just a minute. This is um, an interesting story to me because you know I don't really get into all that weird stuff like that because I'm not really involved in any of it. But the truth is, a lot of women have gotten involved now in trying to make money on social media and just trying to get a fans going, et cetera, et cetera, in which they are basically in a position that they don't have to work at all as far as a regular job or a regular career path. And they do this for a short period of time. And invariably, it leads to this type of behavioral pattern in which they get Baphomet tattoos or satanic tattoos. I'm going to go ahead and, and, and just tell you a few stories here. Uh, I met this one lady whose husband, her not her husband, her boyfriend, who's dead, had basically gotten 666 tattooed under some skull and bones underneath it on his shoulder. And, you know, and, 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 I mean, it was, I mean, 666, of course, is the mark of the beast. And within six months after he had this done, he lost control of his sports car, hit a fire hydrant, went up and hit a fence, came down on top of the fence. The fence went through the windshield and decapitated him. Yeah, this, this is not a real positive story. It, it, obviously, you know, the whole family was devastated by this happened, but he had to put he put a satanic mark on him. Uh, another guy had gone in and had a picture of Lucifer put on him. And within six months, he's you know driving the car with his girlfriend. They get into an accident. The radio comes out, hits her in the head, kills her. Now you think, well, these can't be related. And so this is, well, I have another friend of mine. He bought a real fancy sports car, and the last three digits of the VIN number were 666. Just mention this stuff to you guys, and you know, within a few weeks, that car was totaled out by the grace of God. The kid, the kid, the man wasn't killed. All of this stuff, you know, is real. And when you start putting weird numbers together, you know, they call it gematria in the Kabbalah, which I suggest you don't get involved with. They basically, you know, are putting an energy field around them that's exceedingly negative and exceedingly satanic. I mean, why would you possibly put a picture of Baphomet on yourself or Satan on yourself or whatever? Or put 666 and tattoo it to your shoulder or your arm or your chest. You know, and I just want to address this for a second. This type of behavior is not okay. And I would not recommend normally that people go in and you know, get lasers done and have these things taken off. But I'm recommending if you've done something like that, if you go find yourself a laser boy or laser doctor or whatever you need to get and get that stuff taken off. You think, well, you're being silly, Ted. No, I'm not being silly. I'm just I'm giving you three separate accounts of people that I know that I that I don't I don't I know one I know one of them personally, but I don't know the other two. But the reality is, is that there's not something there's not it's not worth the risk to be involved with the satanic stuff. It really isn't worth the risk. I had another friend of mine this morning, he was reading someone's book and he said, Well, I really highly recommend that you don't talk about this on the show. And I'm not I have never had this guy on as a guest, though I agree with a lot of what he says. He's a little bit too far out there for me too, as far as a guest. And so all of this stuff. You have to think through and filter through and ask yourself a question like we always do. Here we go. What am I doing? Okay, Putting some satanic imagery on your, on your body. 
what's it doing to me? It could get you cursed or worse, even get you killed. Or, of course, curse is pretty bad if you can't lift the curse as far as that, you know. So this this satanic world that we live in that's controlled by these Kabbalist, Luciferian, synagogue of Satan weirdos with all of their geometry and imagery, if you read the book, the most dangerous book in the world, 9-11 is a mass sacrifice. You can pull it up as a PDF for free online and look at it from a giant you know, human sacrifice ritual for 9-11. Same as we talked about this yesterday with Dresden being a massive human sacrifice. All of this stuff builds the energy fields that they want on this planet because they're paying homage to their little G-God you know, the you know, snake in a tree nonsense. And, and, and the sad part about all of this stuff is people don't understand the reality of what Christianity is and what Satanism is and how bad this stuff really, really is. I mean, I could do a whole show on it. I, I've done entire segments on this stuff before, so I'm not going to belabor it today. But be very, very careful with it. And ladies, listen to me. If you're beautiful and you're young and you're listening to this show or some other show or whatever, don't get on OnlyFans. Don't do that. It's just, it goes, it tell, it'll take you down a path where you don't want to go. It'll, it'll place you in a position of just total compromise for yourself. What are you doing? What's it doing to me? And is that okay? What are you doing? You're doing something like this, which is very, you know, unladylike and very, very satanic. What's it doing to me? It's degrading you. It's degrading you. And is that okay? No, it's not okay. You're a child of the Most High God. God loves you. He really does. He doesn't like you doing stuff like that. And, you know, and, he doesn't, and quite frankly, God doesn't. Here's my opinion, because I can't speak for God on this one, but here's my opinion on it. When I read the Old Testament and I see the nature of God and how he got unbelievably upset with the Israelites for sacrificing their children to Baal and to Moloch and to Asherah and following the ancient Canaanite demonic gods, he got pretty mad. Now, did he love the children of Israel? I think he loved them in the aggregate, but did he like them? Not really. They had to do 40 more laps in the wilderness, 40 more years in the wilderness, so they were all dead. I mean, I can't say that he he had this big liking relationship with them after all of that. He's the same God today as he was then. He loves you because you're his children. He created you, but he doesn't like a lot of people because of what they do. You know, it's the same thing when you have kids. And now I'm going to step on a few toes here, and you're going to just understand that I'm not trying to be, you know, you know, mean or anything, but it's the way it is. Let's say you have a dozen kids, whatever. Whoever has a dozen kids nowadays, who knows? Good luck. That's like I say. I wish you the best. But you're going to have – out of that dozen, you're going to have certain ones that you like more than other ones, the ones that don't give you a problem, the ones who have a good rapport with you, the ones who have a good relationship with you, the ones who try to call you and be part of your life. All of that versus the ones who you never hear from, the ones who only want money. The only, you, you guys got the picture now. And so that's the same way with God is with us. And, and what happens is this. When God likes you, he gives you favor. He does. You know, my footsteps are ordered by the Lord. I'm always at the right place in the right time every time. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And you're trying to do what pleases him, as it says in First John. God sees that. And he will set up your fractal timeline in such a way that you meet certain people and get to do certain things, and your life just kind of goes down the road of just total blessings all of the time. And you stop, stop and think and say, well, wow, that was really cool. But then you realize that was God. And sometimes 
your life goes other directions. And we've talked about this before. You make the wrong choice. You make the wrong turn. You make the wrong turn of life. You only get about 10 of these crossroad decisions in your entire life. Who are you going to marry? What are you going to major in in college? What you can do for a career path? You don't, you don't get very many of these, and they determine the entire course of your life. I wrote about that in my book in the introduction on maximum energy that sold over a million copies. This is the thing that we need to understand is that we don't get those options. All of a sudden, you go to an OnlyFans page. Suddenly now you're a pornographic actress. Suddenly you want to go to Hollywood and star in big movies because you're really pretty. And now you've labeled yourself and you've pigeonholed yourself. And all of a sudden you can't take that back and you can't get that stuff back off the Internet. Now you've made a crossroad decision that's taking you down a path that you can't get off of. And you think, well, it shouldn't be that way. It's the same way if you go out and get drunk. You get in a car and you flip the car and you have one of your arms cut off. Now you're dealing with being, you know, having one less arm or you crack your neck and you end up being a quadriplegic. Certain decisions are really hard to reverse. They're really hard to get back without an incredibly performing miracle by God Almighty, you know, an absolute restorative miracle. You ain't coming back from it. And sometimes, you know, God doesn't give you that. Sometimes he does. And the thing about that is, is that, you know, it's his sovereign will. How do you know that he's not going to allow something to happen to you as far as what you choose? Because he didn't do it. You chose it. He doesn't stop it. But then you've got to deal with the consequences for the rest of your life. All of these things are very, very true. God knows in advance what's going to happen to you because he's omnipresent. But that doesn't mean he wants that. It just means that he allows it to happen because of your freedom of will that he gave us in the Garden of Eden. And he said he gave Adam and Eve. And so it's to prove that we are willing to be in one with him and to love him and to serve him and do what pleases him and to be part of his kingdom. It says if you're willing and obedient, you shall eat the fruit of the land. It doesn't say willing you know, and obedient for not having a specific reason for that. You could be obedient and not be willing. You just do it because I'm being forced to do this. I don't like this. It's like I don't want to do this, but I'm going to do it because God said I had to. Well, that's a, that's a crappy attitude, quite frankly. And God sees that. That's why he says, if you're willing and obedient, okay, God wants me to do this, I'm good. The other day I was talking to someone, and they asked me, they said, well, you don't eat pork. And I said, no. And I said, they said, why don't you do it? I said, well, the Bible says not to do it. How about, well, how about shellfish? Not to do that either. I said, on top of that, pork is the primary cause of cancer globally, according to the World Health Organization. And on top of that, we've got a problem with shellfish, you know, having toxins in them and causing you know, shellfish and paralysis and death and everything else within a few days. God warns us not to eat certain foods, and so I'm not going to eat them. And they're like, well, you're being legalistic. No, no. I'm being willing and obedient. You see the difference? Well, I don't care if it says pork. I know I can eat all the pork I want to eat. It's all right. I'm getting to heaven if I eat pork. I don't care what you say or I don't care what the Old Testament says. All right, eat your pork. And then when you come down with heart disease or diabetes or cancer or whatever, why are you going to blame God? That, that, oh, well, I asked that question, didn't I? That's one of those questions. Why are you going to blame God? If you do something he tells you not to do, and now you're dealing with the consequences, God tried to stop it by giving you the word of God, his Bible, then why are you going to argue? I've got some friends of mine. Well, I eat pork every once in a while because I like bacon. My response is always, okay, it was your call. I'm not going to argue with you. You know, I'm, If God told you not to do it and you're going to do it anyhow – you think I'm going to try to convince you differently? You think I'm going to argue with you? I mean, if God told you not to do it, you're doing it. Why in the world am I going to try to get involved in that conversation? You obviously aren't listening to God. It's not a question of going to heaven. 
by eating unclean meat because you're going to get to heaven. You're probably going to get there a lot quicker, and you'll be a lot sicker while you're here. Just thought I'd mention that. I saw a TV evangelist last night. If I mentioned, your na- mentioned his name, every one of you would know who he is. I mean, he was, he was still with two security personnel because of his notoriety from 20 years ago. And I'd been on his talk show, oh gosh, probably two or three times back in the last 20 years. I haven't seen him in over 10 years. And I could not believe how much he's aged. I mean, he looks, he looks 30 years older than he did. Now, I don't know what his lifestyle is, and I'm not going to mention his name, and I don't really care to go into his lifestyle, but all I know is this. Certain people age at certain rates faster than other rates, and that's because of cortisol, that's because of stress, and that's because of choices, and that's because of alcohol, that's because of a lot of other things that could be involved in a decision like this. I don't know. I'm not going to mention any names, and I'm not going to point any fingers on this. But the truth of the matter is, is that you know, your choices that you make today don't just affect you tomorrow. They affect you 10, 15, 20 years down the road. If you know that certain foods and drinking a bunch of alcohol is going to age you really fast or smoking cigarettes or whatever are going to age you, you need to think about it because it may not age you tomorrow, but it may not age you in a year. But 20 years in the aggregate, you're going to see it. And I saw that one class reunion here a few months ago. You know, a lot of people just just really look old. One guy said to me, gosh, what are you doing here? Ted, you like you're 45 years old. And I said, well, thanks. I appreciate that. And see, that's the thing that we have to understand. It's what we choose and what we do in the short term that determines long-term consequences. You know, the same thing done repeatedly in the short term will lead to long-term results. People don't get that. So always remember to think about what you're involved in and ask yourself those three questions. What am I doing? What's it doing to me? And is that okay? Because if you do it that way, it always makes you think about it a little bit longer before you make those choices. By the way, the federal judge now has paused Trump's January the 6th case admitted appeal, which that's a good idea. I'm glad that happened for Trump. Remember, I told you that Trump's going to work his way through this legal system with all his attorneys. By the way, here's a total propaganda article that I want to give you to let you know that it's not true. I've also posted it on the website so that it was propaganda. If you're a morning person, you might have Neanderthal genes to think, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, let's stop that. Let's back that way down. Okay, number one, there was no such thing as a human being being a Neanderthal. Period. They have if there's a missing link, and there's a reason there's a missing link because it's missing and it doesn't exist. I <laughs> just thought I'd mention that. When they say stuff like this, all they're trying to do is tell you that you came from a monkey and you weren't created in the image of the Most High God. That's all this is. That's all it is. So don't don't believe stuff like this. They they, they come up with this stuff and they lie. Oh yeah, we can. And it, this is just a Darwinian mess to try to continue to push that narrative all of the time, all of the time, all the time, and it's simply not true. It, it really, really isn't. It, it really isn't. It's simply, it's simply not true. And then, you know, and then one more thing here, and I'll take, give it back over to Austin. Daily Mail came out with another article. It says, U.S. drug shortage has hit a record high, and lawmakers warned it could mean life or death for millions of patients as a girl nine with leukemia faces up to a 15-month wait for life-saving medication that costs just $10. Old generic drugs are being discontinued to swap for more profitable ones. That's a fact. Shortages have reached a record five-year high in 2022 with 295 active shortages. This is, have you been impacted by a drug shortages? Now, I'm going to stop one second for this. They always have drugs that they lose their patent on after about 20 years. And after about 20 years, they can get a generic for that particular drug, and they'll sell it for a fraction of the price. This one pill may have cost $20, and after 20 years, it'll end up being costing 50 cents. It's just the way it works. So what they do, they come out with more and better designer drugs 
and they try to discontinue the use of the old drugs, and they push the doctors through their continuing educa education services that the state requires to use the new drugs rather than using a generic drug because that allows the doctor to massively increase the profitability of the pharmaceutical industry, period. That's a fact. Let's stop for leukemia for a second. I've, there was a great articles that were published about 100 years ago. You think 100 years ago? We didn't have the internet back then. Yeah, I know. I know. I just stay with me. From the Gerson Cancer Therapy Center. And they talked about the use of vitamin C with leukemia. And I've talked about it before. And that many people believe back then, and some people still believe today, that leukemia is a subclinical diagnosis of scurvy. Yeah. And that in many cases, they say that if you start on intravenous vitamin C with large dosing of vitamin C, that you massively decrease the problems associated with leukemia. I hope I said that okay. There, I think I said that perfectly, actually. And so what we have to understand is this. If vitamin C is that important, why are we not taking it every day? That's why I take 6,000 milligrams a day. I take five of our capsules in the morning of our vitamin C with antioxidants and five at night. Vitamin C is one of the primary components of collagen. That's the glue that holds the skin cells together. It's the glue that holds the whole body together so you don't look like a Sharpay when you take your shirt off. Just thought I'd mention that to the guys who want to go to the beach and wonder why they've got wrinkles everywhere. You don't really need to look like a Sharpay. So you can grab your skin and run around the block with it. That's kind of ridiculous. But, but that, that's neither here nor there. If that happened to you, okay. One of the quickest ways to stop that and prevent that is to take that vitamin C every single day and maintain that elasticity of that skin because you're maintaining the collagen. Thought I'd mention that because I've not really talked about that before. That helps get rid of fine line wrinkles and all of the rest. It's very, very important to increase your vitamin C all the all time. Also, B-complex, the methylated B-complex and zinc helps prevent the hair from turning gray. I thought I'd mention that too. People are always asking me, well, Ted, you don't color your hair. I do not. Your hair has got little, very little gray in it. That's true. It does not have very much gray in it. I take the methylated B, and I take the zinc every single day. Well, Ted, you look a lot younger than you really are. Yes, because I take vitamin C every day, and I take methylated B vitamins every day, and I take zinc every day. I also take 5-HTP every day, and I take omega-3 fats on an ongoing basis, and I take black seed oil on an ongoing basis, and a whole bunch of other stuff that I take. Because all of this stuff contributes to your health and to cell division rates. Let me give you another example. Let's say if you live 100 years, or what, let's, 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 let's say, let's make it easy. Let's say the cells in your body divide every 20 years or every two years. Every, every two years you get new cells, you get a replacement body. And let's say you only have the ability to have 30 cell replications in your entire lifetime. Okay, that would be times two times 30. But you'd have basically, you'd live to be the age of 60. And all of a sudden your telomere shortens up and all of a sudden you snap out, all of a sudden you punch out, and all of a sudden you check out. You're done. It's over with. If you can slow down the cell division, this is one of the theories of aging, and you can make it every three years at 30 times, suddenly you go from 60 to 90. The way you slow down that cell division process is you keep the cells that you have healthy longer with high nutrient concentrations. Does that make sense? It makes sense to me. And that's, what, that's one of the things I personally believe really slows down the aging process. So that's why you need to start taking supplements when you're young, which I did. And you need to start working out when you're young, which I did. And that helps to maintain lean muscle mass. All of these things work together to maintain health and vigor and vitality all the days of your life. All the days of your life, including prayer all the time. I love you guys. Also, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? 
Oh, you're spot on with that, especially with the nutrients and continually taking them on a regular basis. You know, I've talked to people before and helped them as far as losing weight and getting back in shape. And I've always told people, I said, you know, you didn't gain 100 pounds overnight or over the week or over the month. It just didn't happen. We've talked about this in detail. You know, that's why you talk about all the time that, you know, scaling, jumping on the scales and weighing yourself every day or at least once a week. And it's something that's continual, continually done every day as far as bad eating habits that contribute to gaining weight day after day, month after month, year after year. And so it's the same thing with nutrients and supplements. I tell a lot of customers this and they start ordering some stuff and I tell them, listen, you know, you're going to take this every day, but you've got to continually take this regimen for an extended period of time to start seeing the results. I think so many people now have gotten this instant gratification ideology, especially from the pharmaceutical industry where they think, you know, they're going to take one pill or one supplement and immediately everything's going to change. They're just going to feel it. Now, some products do that. The B complex, that'll really bump your energy up. 5-HTP, that'll really help your, your mind and your head out a lot. Other products like the magnesium brain food, one of our most popular products, you'll notice that within a few days. So there are some products that have that effect that quickly, but they need to be taken over an extended period of time to really continually get the optimal results from them. Just thought I would throw that in there. And also, too, talking about – this is this is something that's really wild. Talking about the courts and January 6th and Trump and everything else – the an article just came out now the supreme court has now accepted the case challenging the january 6 obstruction charges now this is a big deal the petition of joseph wayne fisher challenges the department of justice's use of evidence tampering law to prosecute january 6 defendants now if you guys remember the department of justice <laughs> as corrupt as they are they have continually used this obstructing an official proceeding charge They've actually charged here, I think, where is it at? They've charged over like 330 people that showed up to January 6th protest with this charge. And it's a very obscure charge. And essentially what it is is a evidence tampering law. That's really what it is. And so this order now that's been released by the high court on December 13th granted the petition of Joseph Fisher challenging the most widely charged felony in January 6th, which can carry up to 20 years in prison. Fisher's case is one of three identical petitions for case review by January 6th defendants who are charged with corruptly obstructing an official proceeding, namely the session of Congress convening for counting and certification and uh, of the electoral college votes on January 6th, the DOJ has charged nearly 330 defendants and former President Donald Trump with one of these charges. And what's interesting here now is it talks about it said the government is requesting a 14-year sentence for Thomas Codwell based almost entirely upon finding guilt as to count for obstruction. And his defense attorney basically discusses the fact that this is – really insane because this charge which has never really been used in any recent history now has been thrown at so many people simply for walking around and having a camera and recording what's going on it was crazy it says the decision for the supreme court today to take up the appeal on the obstruction of official proceeding case means that this the trump dc case will not go to trial anytime soon this is the easy way to make this happen without directly acting as a trump case on an expedited basis and what's also crazy about this is if the case turns in favor of the defendants this would be life-altering for hundreds of people who are unjustly persecuted for felony offense instead of a basic misdemeanor that was crafted by Congress for the trespass behavior 
at the time. And so what this attorney talks about here, and I'll, I'll post the article, and you guys can read the whole thing. He pretty much talks about exactly what I brought up when all this happened is majority of these people, if you really wanted to charge them with something legitimate, it would have been you know like trespassing on you know federal property, which okay, whatever, slap on the wrist, get over it, you know, pay a fine, get dismissed, whatever. But what they did was they turned it into this massive felony, and so the Supreme Court's going to hear this now. And this is a big deal because this whole thing with January six, and we've talked about it in detail. This entire thing with January six was a giant psyop from the CIA and the Fed boys. I mean, we've heard now repeatedly. That there's been dozens and dozens and dozens of federal agents from all these different branches and different basically substations and different areas of the United States that came in and went to D.C. for the sole purpose of essentially instigating problems. And so, I mean, you got to ask yourself the question, do some of these people that walked into the Capitol with their phone out and did you know a little, little tour, do they deserve to go to prison for 20 years? And the answer is absolutely not. And this is what's gotten so crazy about this incident now is it's been used as one giant example to simply squash any dissent. That's what it was all about. It was about the FBI weaponizing the Department of Justice to come in now and say, you cannot talk about anything. You cannot protest anything. You have to accept anything we tell you and essentially go along with it. And so I'm really glad to see the Supreme Court's going to look at this. I'm really hoping they rule in favor of this guy and essentially drop this whole thing because, you know, this has gotten so far out of control. And again, it's completely and totally unacceptable in a republic that you have this weaponized Department of Justice coming in now and charging people with felonies for simply walking in and protesting a very blatant stolen election. It's my take on that. Also, to another news, this is interesting. Another uh, peer-reviewed Japanese study that was uh, released on January, uh, excuse me, December 7th, looked at the association between the Pfizer COVID vaccination and deaths within 10 days of vaccination. The risk period was defined as within 10 days of the shot, with vaccination day being day one, and the control period defined as 11 to 180 days after vaccination. This is what's crazy here. Around 70% of the people who died in the Japanese study after receiving the COVID-19 vaccine lost their lives within the first 10 days following the jab. 70%. This is nuts. And this, again, is what we've talked about as far as this shot was so unbelievably corrupt. And the research and data and documentation as far as trying to back it as safe and effective wasn't there. It didn't exist. This product was absolutely horrific. And so it's another study to add to the long list of studies that shows you, again, why this is something to stay away from. And again, that's why we have the spike protein survival kit to really help out with overall cardiovascular health. If you did happen to get that shot and reduce the blood clotting that's so common now that we've seen with a lot of individuals who, especially we've gotten repeated shots. Also to another news that Canada is now reporting a 300% increase in unspecified causes of death sparking calls for investigation. This is really wild here. They said as life expectancy plummets in Canada, a new government report claims unspecified causes has now become the fifth leading cause of death in the country, right behind cancer, heart disease, COVID-19, and accidents. Unspecified causes. That's literally what it states in parentheses now as the fifth leading cause of death in Canada, meaning it's just people just died 
No idea why. They just suddenly dropped dead. And what's wild about this now, this was released on November 27th, and they said the report generated a slew of nearly identical headlines provided by the camp, by Canada's National News Service, essentially going in now for third year straight, showing that the just unspecified deaths is now going through the roof. And they said what's wild about this is that COVID-19 deaths in Canada decreased from 2021 – in 2021 – from 2020, however, unspecified deaths has now gone up significantly. And what's happening now is the mainstream media, and I've talked about this and Daz talked about this, they're trying to do as much damage control as they can to try to make people not discuss this, not talk about it, not look at the numbers, and essentially manipulate everything. This is exactly what happened in 1986, post-1986, after the Vaccine Manufacture Act that Reagan signed, essentially, that protected the vaccine manufacturers and gave them full immunity, you watch the vaccine shot schedule in children go through the roof. I mean, it was just like shot after shot after shot rolled out because vaccine manufacturers at that point, after 1986, couldn't be sued. Well, what you saw was a massive increase in SIDS, sudden infant death syndrome. And before then, there wasn't really even a definition for SIDS because it was so rare. Babies didn't just randomly die at six months old in the crib. It was very rare. Something happened. Maybe they choked or there's an accident. Got it. Stuff happens. But suddenly now you had these cases that were occurring all across the country where parents, and as horrific as this is, and I, you know, I, don't, I don't like talking about this topics. It's really rough on it for a lot of people. But they go to check on their baby in the middle of the night, and the baby's passed away. And it started happening all over the country once these shots started rolling out, and it happened specifically around the six-month mark in a lot of cases. And it was almost always right after the shots were administered. Within a few days, this happened. You can look it up. And what sad part about this was instead of actually looking at what could be a direct cause of this, what could be a contributing factor, they came in and said, oh, well. SIDS is the problem now. We, we've heard about this before, sudden infant death syndrome. So this is just – it's, it's, it's occurring more often now. It's just a problem starting to occur, and uh, it was a way for them to sweep it under the rug, not address it, not look at it, and simply pretend that what's happening wasn't happening from these shots. That's exactly what we're watching happen right now. This is why, in my opinion, I've talked to you guys about numerous physicians I've talked to about this white lung syndrome. And they're talking about all these respiratory problems now that these young children are having randomly and all these problems that are popping up and how antibiotics aren't working. Well, when you start massively overloading the immune system like they've done now, especially with these shots, and you downregulate everything, you're going to see this start occurring very, very quickly. And it doesn't stop. It gets worse and worse and worse and worse. That's why, like Dad said earlier, the vitamin C and what we've seen for decades with vitamin C – is so direct. The evidence is right there, and it tells you in all these different research studies that essentially vitamin C fixes a multitude of problems. This is why you had doctors during COVID, awake doctors, physicians that came in and said, dude, remember the, I forgot the name of it. I have to look. It's right in the middle of 2020. The physician, he came in. He said, I'm administering intravenous vitamin C to all my patients that are coming in with COVID. He had a 100% success rate. He did not lose one single patient. Now, that was, of course, what he stated, and in his you know, opinion with his patients, I'm not claiming or quoting anything, but that's what he said. And what's ironic about it was the mainstream media came out immediately and said, oh, this is fake news. This, there's, there's no way you can prove that vitamin C does this. There's nothing you can do about it. COVID is horrific, and you need to sit at home, shut down your business, and wait for a vaccine to roll out so you can be safe and protected. Well, isn't that the agenda that they always tell everybody? We're, we're from the government. We're here to protect you. 
like I told you yesterday, after we saw what the FDA approved and what they allowed to roll through from Pfizer, do you trust anything these clowns say about essentially anything at all? The mainstream media is there to do one thing. It's designed to tell you how to think and what to think. It's not designed to bring you true journalism like back in the day where you had actual people on the ground doing research, looking at stuff, saying, hey, this is what we found. That's long gone in the mainstream media. That's why alternative media has exploded so much over the last 10 years, especially with the internet and podcasts and all these different platforms now that are rolling out. And that's why, again, I appreciate and thank you for the support of keeping this show running keeping everyone informed and continually getting the truth out there to so many people because we're all in this together. And the more that everyone continues to talk and the more that people continue to, you know, look at things and address things, the more people start to wake up. And that was one of the biggest things I remember I told people during COVID. I said, isn't it ironic? You know, you look back, Revolutionary War, you look back at other engagements. One of the main places that people always came together was restaurants and pubs. It's not necessarily, oh, they were going in to get drunk at pubs. Everybody went and hung out. It was like the place that everybody went and talked to. And wasn't it interesting that they told everybody, you're not allowed to go to a restaurant. You're not allowed to go to a pub. All those things have to be shut down immediately. You're not allowed to go to any of these places whatsoever and talk to one another. But but you can go to Costco and you can go to Sam's and you can go to any of these other big box stores. There's no restriction whatsoever. You can go in completely. You know, it's fine. Because remember, if you, if you go into Costco, it's it's – it's safe and effective. You know, it's science. You understand that. It's science when you go in there and you do that. But you can't go anywhere else. You can't operate your own business. You can't talk to one another. You have to continually be scared. And that's what the masks were all about. One of the main things the masks were designed to do was to remind people to be fearful. Because quite frankly, if nobody wore masks, a lot of people would have realized, hey, <laughs> I caught it. I'm recovering. I'm getting better. May have gotten sick as a dog, but my vitamin C and D3 levels are where they need to be, and I'm pushing forward. But when you continually forced everyone to talk about the mask and force the mask on and people complied, every single time you saw somebody with a mask, it triggered that reminder in your brain from a psychological standpoint to remember COVID, to think about COVID, to continually obsess about COVID. That was one of the main factors of it, and that's what you have to remember, my friends, with the mainstream media and what they continually do. They don't give you news. They give you information on what you need to think about and what you need to focus on. That's why when you see media talk about the exact same thing on every single platform, on every single media outlet verbatim, that's not news, my friends. That's propaganda, and you've really got to question everything they're telling you at that point. What do you think, Dan? I definitely want to watch the news, Austin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even have cable. I don't. I'm kind of like you know, I get my news, you know, from certain sites, and we post the good ones. The stories that I like, we post them at Health Masters sites. I mean, quite frankly, if you're using Health Masters, you know, you know, news site, you know, you know, because we're an aggregator, we we put all these news sites and you know, all these news news links together every, every day. We put a minimum of 30, 30 articles together. Uh, or is it 20? I can't remember. It's either 20 or 30. I don't remember. Every single day is the minimum. And the reason we do that is because we cover the stories that we post, and we want to make sure that you know where the links are to these stories. That's why it's so important that you go to the Health Masters website every day and get your news there because I'm not going to put a bunch of fear porn in there. A lot of these other websites that you know we have to go to to get certain stories up, they post a lot of stuff that's simply not true, or a lot of them are CIA operatives. Yeah, doggone, I hate saying that, but it's true. And and, and they constantly maintain the agenda, and they work with other news aggregators that they promote back and forth on their websites who are also CIA agitators. 
And they're always about the volcanoes and the destruction of the planet with meteorites and, and just earthquakes. And it's just never ending fear porn. And we're going to have nuclear war. We're going to have nuclear this and nuclear that. And volcanoes are going to open up and swallow the earth and on and on and on and on. And then they are, and it's always about fear. You know, you know, it's, it's always about fear. And invariably, it's always about promoting Israel. And, you know, and, and justifying the Palestinian genocide. So all of this stuff, I don't post. Now, if I do post something I did with that Neanderthal story this morning, I'll say this is propaganda. This is pure, unfiltered propaganda trying to make you think you come from a monkey. Now, now, now here's another interesting story from the Daily Mail. There's more than 13,000 cases of cancer in the U.S. every year are caused by foods laced with toxic chemicals, including chocolate and cereal, shocking study finds. Toxic metals like lead and cadmium were linked to several forms of cancer, by the way. A lot of chocolate has lead in it. Just mention that to you because south of the border, a lot of the gas that's still sold south of the border has lead in it, if you can believe that. It's funny. They're forcing us, Austin, to take all of these cars and have this zero emission requirement. But yet, like you said the other day, General Motors is still producing cars, and so is Ford. They're going south of the border. They don't have to meet any pollution requirements, which can still burn leaded gas with no catalytic converters. Yep. I mean, I mean, it's ludicrous. And so you go, you go down to South America where they're building, making a lot of this chocolate. They got buses running around, you know, with gas engines or whatever, and they got lead in the gas, and they got transport vehicles with lead in the gas, and that lead in the gas comes out of the fumes in the tailpipe, and it lands on these cocoa plants, and it creates a problem because the chocolate is then contaminated with lead. I'm not making this stuff up. You just look it up. And so that's the problem. That's why they're saying that a lot of these, a lot of this is basically covered you know, with metals like lead. Here's what it says. Toxic metal founds with foods like dark chocolate, leafy green vegetables, that's because they're all coming out of these other countries, and baby food have for the first time been linked to thousands of cases of cancer annually in the United States. Lead, arsenic, and cadmium food levels in food have been rising in recent years as they seep into soil and water and contaminate crops used to feed, particularly vulnerable populations like children. For decades, these metals have been linked to cancers and other health problems, but until now, there's never been a real number. Now, researchers have found that 13 cases of bladder, lung, and skin cancers every year can be linked to contaminated foods. Foods that are high in toxic metals. Baby food, think about that for the fact we're giving these babies lead. Just get organic food. Grind it up in a baby food grinder. Make your own baby food, guys. That's what we always did. Beets, spinach, potatoes, nuts, cereals, rice, and dark chocolate. Research found that foods high toxic metals are these types of foods. In addition to that, metals occur naturally in the environment can see with the soil and water contaminating crops. Now, metals can occur naturally in the environment, but not at this levels. Paradoxically, it was the healthy foods like rice and wheat and leafy green vegetables that were the most likely to cause cancer. Which I don't believe that if they're organic, by the way. The toxic metal cadmium was found in foods like potatoes and dark chocolate and lead and had a very high chance of causing pancreatic cancer, which is notoriously difficult to detect. It kills more than 90% of the patients once it spreads. Pancreatic cancer, brain cancer, and lung cancer are the threes that you don't want to deal with. The team called upon the Food and Drug Administration to enact stricter limits on metals and food and for the food industry to adopt safer practices on these foods that have higher than recommended limits. They also urged stronger warnings to consumers. In January, the FDA issued a limit for lead of 10 parts per billion in fruits, some vegetables, and yogurt, and 20 parts per billion in root vegetables, which include carrots, beets, and potatoes, and dry cereal. The agency also said and stated the food industry should cap arsenic levels in infant rice cereal to 100 parts per billion. According to the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency, drinking water should have no more than 10 parts per billion. Remember what I told you a few years ago when we got the, we got the articles posted? 
about the amount of aluminum and barium in the in the in rainwater here in Central Florida that I had tested probably a decade ago now, and I posted the results from the laboratory when you still got a real laboratory to do all of this stuff, and and and, and, and basically basically it was, basically it was so bad. It was so bad with the, with, the, with the contamination with the with the aluminum and the uh, and the and the uh, and the barium that the water wasn't safe to drink. And, and guys, do me a favor. This is real important. Please don't call me during the show. I know you got it. I know you got a comment you want to add. I got that. All right. <laughs> I forgot to turn my phone off. But just just talk to me after the show, and I'll add it tomorrow. <laughs> just thought I'd mention that. Dr. Felisa Wu, lead author of study in food scientists at Michigan State University, said results from these studies have important implications for food safety regulations, public health policies, and consumer awareness. The team analyzed studies on humans and animals conducted between 2000 and 2023 on the effect of letting cadmium and arsenic on cancer and other illnesses like heart disease, kidney failure, liver toxicity, and developmental delays. They found that foods laced with metals were linked to 6,000 cases of bladder and lung cancer. Arsenic in particular also contributed to 7,000 cases of skin cancer. And I'm going to say one other thing. Aluminum and deodorants have been linked directly, aluminum chlorohydrate, to breast cancer. They're not mentioning that here. I'm sure they don't want to step on somebody's toes. Use the Health Masters deodorant. It's magnesium chloride. It doesn't have any aluminum in it. And it works. It's, it's actually the best deodorant I've ever used, period. I mean, it's amazing what it does. And don't use aluminum chlorohydrate antiperspirant deodorants. Just don't do that, please. And especially if you're a lady. And guys don't do it either because the skin is the largest absorbing organ. That's why you can get you, you can soak in our magnesium chloride, you know, bath salts and absorb the magnesium right through the skin. Well, it does it with the other stuff too. So be very careful on what you put on your skin and stay away from stuff that has all kinds of chemicals in it. Not healthy. What do you think, Austin? What's your next story? Oh, you're spot on with that, with the aluminum deodorant. You know, I, once I did my research in college, I realized how unbelievably toxic that stuff was. I mean, it's going right into your lymphatic system. I mean, your, your armpits are extremely porous. You're literally stuffing aluminum into your pores, which is absorbed right into your lymph nodes. It's horrific. I mean, do your research on it. It doesn't take but a couple clicks on the internet to find out how unbelievably toxic that stuff is for your body. That's why we have multiple different deodorant options at the office here you can try that work fairly good. And another aspect of, you know, body odor, if you're discussing that, a lot of it is also a toxicity issue in the body. Getting your body cleaned out and making sure it has proper minerals and elements in it is crucial because if your body's unbelievably toxic, if your liver's plugged up and your kidneys aren't filtering things right and you're not drinking enough water and you're eating a bunch of junk food, eating a bunch of chemicals, your body's going to basically put out those chemicals and toxins to try to get them out of your body. And like Dad just said, the skin's the largest eliminating organ in the body. So where's it going to go? It's going to go out of your skin, which is going to give you more body odor. That's why it's crucial if you're really trying to do that and you're trying to clean your body up to really detox the body. And that's one of the reasons why the fasting kit is so effective that we have on the website, the seven-day fasting kit from Chris Hodges. It's a really, really good protocol that will really help detoxify your body. And you're talking about aluminum with chemtrails that and the testing we did. You can look it on the website. You can just go in the search bar and type in chemtrail. And you know, and I just pulled it up. I haven't read this in a long time and looked at the report on it. And it's crazy because the EPA maximum limit for potable drinking water is 200.8 UGLs. The water that we tested, our rainwater, and I remember when we did this, it rained for days. And suddenly after the rain was over, we had chemtrails that were horrific. I mean, crisscross, applesauce, checkerboard all over the sky for like two days straight. I mean, just, just coating the sky. It was, it was clear before they rained. So the sky was clear. Everything was cleaned out. And we had two straight days of chemtrails back to back. It was just disgusting. And basically, we got these um, 
basically these collector dishes that were sterilized and we put it out there when it was getting ready to rain right before it was about to rain. So they didn't sit out there for days or anything like that. We collected the rainwater right after the chemtrails and send it in the lab and the aluminum amount in the rainwater was 232 UGLs. I said earlier, the EPA maximum limit for potable drinking water is 200.8. That's how high the aluminum was in the rainwater. Now when we're at Arborville. We don't have a bunch of massive industrial areas right around. This is a very residential area. There's not a lot of pollutants. So how in the world do you have that much aluminum in the rainwater? The only answer is from people injecting it there with the chemtrails. And essentially, you see now that the water was so contaminated, it would have been characterized, the rainwater had been characterized as non-potable water. That's how crazy it's gotten, and that's why I've been on such a tear for the last decade about these chemtrails. It's so frustrating me, and Dad's seen it too, because it's like you watch it, and you see it, and you're like, golly, what can you do about this? And truth is, we found now there's not much anybody can do, because every time you talk to anybody and basically the government bodies, or you try to talk to you know any congressional leaders or anybody that's a representative, almost everybody, when you talk to them, they just pretend like it's not happening. They go, oh, oh that, that, that's the contrail. That's contrast. That's contrast. Magnesium, magnesium brain food. Yeah. That's, and so the biggest thing, that if you can't stop the planes from doing it, you've got to try to take the right nutrients to keep your body chelated out. And that's exactly what dad just brought up, the magnesium brain food, because as the magnesium theanate, which is the only magnesium that's ever been clinically shown to be able to go through the blood brain barrier. That's why the product is so effective at helping out with mental functions and basically energy and focus because what we've seen now too and this is another article that just popped up is that the u.s cdc just came out with a new study showing that over 3.3 million americans now suffer from chronic fatigue syndrome they said this is up 75 percent higher than the last study published in 2015 now what's wild about this is it goes into detail talking about some of the side effects and symptoms and issues that people are having and in most cases now not all of them, in most cases it shows here that problems with memory extreme exhaustion ex dizziness muscle or joint pain not sleeping properly a lot of these cases are a symptom of magnesium deficiency if you look up magnesium deficiency you'll seal all these in the same category and much much more that's why it's crucial to make sure you're getting adequate magnesium in your body and like that said you know the magnesium salts you can soak in those as well those work incredibly well my wife uses those all the time while she's pregnant to continually keep her uptake of magnesium up because it's so important in the body and on top of that as far as with this chronic fatigue syndrome you've got to make sure you're getting proper nutrients to the adrenal glands a lot of times people start using stim and caffeine and coffee so excessively that their body's just exhausted after a certain point of time. It doesn't matter how many more stimulants you pump into it, you're not going to get much out of it anymore. So like the adrenal support, the B-complex, and the cortisol buster, those three are really, really good to really try to help bolster the adrenals and let the body rest some. And another thing is making sure you get adequate sleep, whether or not you have to use some of our melatonin that works really good, you can try that. But also to make sure you're getting the Wi-Fi off at night. I say that all the time to people and people that actually do it and listen report really good results. And another thing too is getting off the screen late at night. If you're getting ready for bed, don't be staring at your phone in bed till, you know, for 20, 30, 40 minutes. Don't be watching TV right before you go to bed. Try to give your body a break at least, they say at least an hour. 
I try to say at least 30 minutes by staying off the screen and basically letting your body and your eyes and your brain rest and not staring at that super bright light. That is really crucial in making sure you're maintaining overall health and getting proper sleep because sleep is crucial, my friends. You know, you can go, you can do sleep deprivation for a while. They've shown this in the Marine Corps and other military branches. You can go along with it. And you start going into delusional psychosis and everything else after a period of time, but you can do it to some extent. However, it doesn't last forever. And at some point in time, you're going to pay the piper for not sleeping. And it can start causing a lot of health problems, a lot of serious problems in the future. So trying to make sure you're getting adequate sleep, even if you're busy or you've got a lot of stuff going on, try to prioritize that. Or even, you know, at some point slowing life down at sometimes and saying, Hey, listen, I don't, I don't really need to do this this weekend. I'm going to take a day off. I'm going to take a day with the kids. I'm going to get some rest. We're going to take a nap. It's okay to do that sometimes. It's okay to let your body rest. There's nothing wrong with that. So continue to try to work on your body, keep it healthy, give it the raw nutrients. But there's no reason that we should be having over 3 million Americans with chronic fatigue syndrome. There's too much nutrients out there now, too much, too many studies and too much research that shows these nutrients like magnesium and B-complex and adrenal support and stuff like that work incredibly well to keep the body strong and healthy. So be sure to check that out at healthmasters.com. If you've got any questions or need anything, feel free to call us at 1-800-726-1834. We're always here to help you out the best we possibly can. And be sure to check out the product of the week. Talked about it earlier, the Muscle Blast formula. That's our uh, branch chain amino acid formula. Works incredibly well. No artificial colors, no artificial sweeteners. Tastes good. Keeps your energy and muscle endurance going while you're training in the gym or whatever activity you're doing, whether it be running or swimming. Great formula. Be sure to check it out on sale right now at healthmasters.com. Give us your feedback on it. Please write a review if you get a chance. And that way, everybody else gets an idea on how well it works and how effective it's been for you. I really appreciate that, my friends. So have a blessed safe, awesome evening, and we'll talk to you again on this show tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.